take your Bibles this morning, turning with me to the book of John, the book of John in chapter 5, we're ready for new section, section beginning with verse 40, in which we begin considering the thought of well, Christ's witness against the Jews. These unbelieving Jews, these hard-hearted and stiff-necked Jews, which are representatives of all mankind, All mankind is hard-hearted and stiff-necked. At enmity with God as these Jews were. At enmity with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so it is not only his witness against the Jews, but it's his witness against man. And this begins with verse 40 and goes through the end of the chapter. Through verse 47. And in verse 40, he says, And ye will not come to me, that ye might have life. Now, Jesus had just bore witness of himself as to who he was. And knowing that the witness of one would be contrary to the Jews' religion, they, they needed more witness, witness of at least two or more. And so he gives his lineup of witnesses besides himself. He gives the lineup of John the Baptist. A man who 
purpose it was to come and prepare a people for the Lord, come to testify of the Lord, to bear witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. He gives him as a witness. He gives his mighty works, which he worked in their midst, and was going to continue to work, was going to finish the work the Father had gave him to do, he said, they testify of me. They give witness to him. So they had John the Baptist. They had the works which they had seen Christ do and work. Going to see more in the next chapter, have the witness of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives witness to who I am. The Father. Oh, he had the witness of the Father. <laughs> Can't get a greater witness than the witness of God. And then he says, he says, I have the witness of the scriptures. Those scriptures that you do search and you think you have eternal life in those scriptures because of your great knowledge of the scriptures. Boy, they were students of the scriptures. They were students of the law of Moses and the prophets. As we said last week, they, they could quote whole passages of scripture. They could tell you where the halfway point was in their scriptures. They could tell you the middle the middle jot, which is the smallest mark. I could tell you right what was the half mark in the scriptures. All these witnesses, credible witnesses, and he says, Ye will not come to me that you might have life. In spite of all these witnesses, the witness to who I am, <laughs> you still won't come to me. Men, will not come to Christ. Men do not will to come to Christ. Why? Man's will is bound. It is bound by his nature. Being bound by his nature, he exercises the will not to come to Christ. 
Not to come to Christ that they might have eternal life. Not to come to Christ that they might have salvation. Turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1. Look with me carefully at what verse 43 tells us. Moses says, The Lord said to me, in verse 43, So I spake unto you, and ye would not hear. They declined to hear. They declined to listen. They declined to obey. They declined, declined to be obedient. He would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord and went presumptuously. They went arrogantly. They went proudly. Up into the hill. I. Made a profession of faith. At a young age. And went on about. My way, I would not come to Christ. I disobeyed the commandment, and I did my own thing, pleasing myself. I became song leader in church. I became Sunday school teacher in church. I went to every service. And all the while disobeying the commandment of the Lord, I would not come to Christ because I loved my sin. I loved my desires and passions that I was fulfilling of the flesh. would not come to Christ that I might be saved. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah in chapter 28. <clears throat> Verse 12. Isaiah 28, 12. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. 
They would not hear. They would not come to the rest. They would not come to the refreshing. There is rest in Christ. There is refreshing in Christ. We're not. Chapter 30. Chapter 30 and verse 15. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall ye be saved in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength and ye would not <laughs> they would not <laughs> they said simply willed not to they simply willed not to come to his rest they simply willed not to be to be in quietness and to be in confidence and to be in strength all which are in him would not. And so are men today. <laughs> the book of John chapter 1 verse 11 He came unto his own who was his own? Moses has prophesied in the book of, of Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 15 that the Lord would raise up a prophet from their midst, an Israelite from Judah, from their brethren, Judah. I come to Moses, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the Word, the Word which was made flesh and dwelt among us, he came to his own, he came an Israelite, he came of the tribe of Judah. And his own, those Israelites, those Jews, Received him not. They would not come to him. They would not receive the gift that God had given. For God so loved the world that he gave the gift of his son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus wept over that fact in the book of Matthew chapter 23 and verse 37. He said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thee thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her children 
her chickens under her, and you would not. They would not, they would not come to him. condition. <laughs> they would not will to come to him. They willed not to come to him. They were bound by their nature. Here's the reason they wouldn't. John chapter 3 and verse 19 And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They love their evil and wicked deeds. Now, why do I want to come to the light? <laughs> I might have to give up. This evil work. I might have to give up this evil work. I might have to give up this evil work. Why do I want to come to the light and have eternal life, have everlasting? I'm happy where I'm at. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. So they would not come. Man in his natural state is an enmity against God. And therefore, will not come to him will not come to him that he might have life. Romans, the book of Romans in chapter 8. And look with me here, book of Romans chapter 8 and verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Because the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, that, that word mind, mind there in the, in the Greek actually goes to mental inclination or purpose. Their mental inclination is to what? It's fleshly. It's to... Satisfying the things of the flesh. It's, it's the things of the world. The things which satisfy the flesh. That's their mental inclination. That's their purpose. And life is the satisfaction of the flesh. And that is enmity unto God. That is enmity against God. Not won't yield to the law of God. It's not subject to the law of God. 
fact, they scoff at the law of God. They scoff at the word of God. Even though there are men in their unsaved state, unbelief state of unbelief, who read the word of God, have read the word of God from cover to cover, can tell you much of what's in the word of God. But they could care less for the doing of the things of God. And thereby they scoff at the word of God. Jesus had already testified in this chapter. He'd already testified that that life was in himself. Verse 26 of our fifth chapter, our text chapter. Verse 26, he said, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath the he given to the Son to have life in himself. As is the Father, so is the Son. The Father has life in himself, so the Son has life in himself. What is the life of the Father? It's everlasting life, eternal he had no beginning, has no end. What, what is life in, in the Son? It's everlasting life. It, it's no beginning, no end. Look with me at the first chapter of the book of John. Verse 4. In him, in, in the word, in the word which uh, was God. The word, uh, the word that, that created all things. In him, in Jesus Christ, was life. Verse 26, we just read. The father has life in himself, and so the son has life in himself. And the life was the light of men. That light back there in, in John chapter 3 and verse 19 that men despised and rejected because their deeds were evil. They would not come to the light. They would not come to the Lord Jesus Christ because their deeds were evil. Their deeds are wicked. The 10th chapter of the book of John. And in verse 10, the thief, the thief cometh not or accept, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they, the sheep, might have life 
and that they might have it more abundant, that they might have life while the sheep are already living, aren't they? How does he come that they might have life? Well, consider this. Adam was living. God made Adam, made him out of the dust of the earth. He was just a corpse there. God breathed into to him the breath of life, and he became a living soul. And, and, and he, he had a physical life. He had a spiritual life. And God said, in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. In the day, that very day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt die. And the skeptic would say, I see, Adam didn't die. He didn't die that day. He continued to live for many years after that. He had sons and daughters born unto him. But he died spiritually that very day. This was manifested before, before he sinned. He loved being with God. He loved walking with God in the garden, communing with God, having fellowship with God in the garden. But what happened after he sinned? He died spiritually, and he now is at enmity with God. And when, when God came, came to him, and he ran and he hid from God. Manifesting, he had died spiritually. He no longer craved that communion, that fellowship with God. Now he was fleeing from God. He was at enmity with God. And every man born to Adam was born in the same condition, born with the sin nature. And he's a sinner greatly. And he's at enmity with God. And he cares only about pleasing his fleshly mind, his fleshly inclinations. Which if it's of the flesh, it's not of the spirit of God. Chapter 11 Chapter 11, verse 25, we read, Jesus said unto her, son to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life, the eternal life, the everlasting life. I have eternal life. He that believeth in me. Though he were dead, even though he may die, yet shall he live. Even though he may die physically, yet spiritually he's alive. He lives. <laughs> because he's no, lo no longer separated from God because he believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's come to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. He has life everlasting. And so Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, he said. Men receive life by coming to Christ. We've had that, haven't we? Back in the fifth chapter, our text chapter, in verse 21, look what we read here, what Jesus said. For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth, makes alive them, even so the Son quickeneth, makes alive whom he will. And coming to the Son, he makes you alive. He gives you everlasting life. Look at verse 24. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life, spiritual death, spiritual life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, right now is. I'm here, he said. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. When the dead, the spiritually dead, in trespasses and sins, they shall hear the voice, and they that hear the voice of the Son of God, they that hear Jesus' voice, John chapter 10, do what do they do? They come to him. They follow him. Following signifies they've come to him and they continue to come to him, continue to come to him. They follow him all the days, rest of the days of their life. The sixth chapter. The sixth chapter in verse 37. <coughs> Jesus said, and it'll be a while before we get to this verse, but we'll deal with it again when we get here. Get there. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. There's the blessed promise. If you come to him, he'll not cast you out. The problem is the will of man, the free will of man, he will not choose to come to Christ. He wills not to come to Christ. He said in chapter 17, chapter 17 and verse 2, that he'll give, he'll give them life. He'll give them everlasting life. He said, as thou 
has given him, as God the Father has given him, the Son, power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as the Father has given him. Those that come to him, he gives eternal life. Now, verse 41 of our text. I receive not honor from men. Jesus was not claiming to be the Son of God in order to receive the praise, the applause of men, as, as did those Jews. Those Jews gave, in the, in the, the uh, sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, those Jews gave alms to receive honor of men, to receive the applause of men. Those Jews gave, <laughs> prayed, and they, they prayed openly and publicly to receive the applause of men. Those Jews fasted, and they fasted many times a week and prayed to receive the applause of men. Jesus didn't do it for the applause of men. He didn't need the applause of men. The fact of his deity, he was just stating the fact of his deity, the fact that he was God. He was equal with God. And Men must come to him. They must come to the truth in order to be saved. His words were, ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Look at the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 28. The Apostle Paul has been taken prisoner. He's endured his voyage in which the ship was wrecked and lost, and it was on a barbarous island. And they was able to continue their journey and take him to Rome. And there in Rome, he was under house arrest and allowed a great assembly to whom he 
preached and proclaimed the gospel message. In Acts chapter 28, in verse 25, some, in the verse preceding this, some believed and some didn't. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed. After that, Paul had spoken one word, one more word he spoke. He said, well spake the Holy Ghost by Isaiah, or Isaiah the prophet, unto our fathers. And this is what Isaiah said in his writing, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and not perceive, for the heart of this people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and should be converted, and I should heal them. What did they do? Here, Isaiah says, Paul quotes the scripture to them from Isaiah. What did they do? They willingly would not hear, would not come. They willingly closed their eyes, stopped their ears, so that they might not hear and receive, that they might not come. They would not come. I was going to say, if you had a, 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 an eloquent speaker as, as the Apostle Paul probably was because of his learning, because of his education, but yet, but he, yet he told the Corinthians, he, he came not with, uh, to them with an excellency of speech. In other words, he didn't come in eloquent in speech. He just preached the gospel, straight, the straight word of God, the gospel to them. And here he says, to those unbelieving Jews, you will not. Same thing Christ said. Basically, what Isaiah said, you will not. Man will not come to Christ that he might have everlasting life. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews in chapter 2. Book of Hebrews, chapter 2, and verse 3. 
How shall we escape? How shall we flee? How shall we flee the wrath to come if we neglect so great salvation? If you, if you neglect the word of God, if you neglect the gospel, if you neglect the salvation that's in Jesus Christ, if you won't come, how are you going to flee the wrath that is to come? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. <laughs> His apostles confirmed the word the Lord spake, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It would not come. If you won't come, how are you going to escape the wrath that's to come? You won't. You won't have eternal life. You won't escape the condemnation. Turn with me to the 12th chapter. Verse 25. See, that ye refuse not him that speaketh. <laughs> Don't refuse the message of Christ. Don't refuse the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't refuse the words which I speak unto you this morning. For if they escaped not, who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. You turn away from the word of God. You turn away from the gospel. There's no escape. <laughs> You won't come to Christ, he said, because you will not. You will not will to come to me. You willingly close your eyes, stop your ears, that you might remain in darkness. Why? <laughs> because you love. The state you're in. Well, I'll say to you this morning, I leave you with this question this morning. Will you come to him? Will you come to him that you might have life? Spiritual life? That you might Cease from being separated from God? And now come into communion with God? Fellowship with God? The only way that is going to happen is by coming to Christ. Will you flee? The wrath, the condemnation that is to come upon all who do not come? The only way 
by coming to Christ. Shall we stand together?